Welcome to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast, where you get great advice on how to stay ahead of your competition here in these fantasy basketball streets. Now, the dopest analyst in fantasy basketball, Waver Wire Queen. fantasy basketball podcast i am waiver wire queen today i am going to let you know what games i am watching this week again remember that i do not watch games on uh sundays mondays and thursdays obviously that is football day i do give out great fantasy football content so check out my channel waiver wire queen if you love fantasy football Make sure you are subscribed to the Score Fantasy Basketball channel. Let's talk about what I'm watching this week coming up because there are some great games. Also, remember that I always watch Bulls because I'm a big Bulls fan. So uh, most times I am checking out my Bulls to see how great of a team we are because we have a great team, y'all. We definitely um, making the playoffs this season, all right? Let's talk about the game of the week, in my opinion. Tuesday, November 16th, we have Golden State Warriors at Brooklyn Nets. They will be in NYC playing BK. This is a box office game because you got Steph Curry and KD on the floor, and then you throw in some talented players like James Harden and Draymond Green, triple-double machine, right, or capable of triple-doubles. This should be a really good game. The Warriors have impressed everyone and surprised everyone. I think we all thought they would still be a good team, but to be the best team in the NBA and you still have Klay Thompson recovering from the Achilles and Wiseman not back yet, woo they're a problem. They are a problem. So let's talk about some things that I am checking for in this game and some things that you should uh, check for as well. So the Warriors are 11 and 1. Obviously, they have the best record in the league, and their one loss was on the road, and the Nets are 9 and 4. Obviously, the key performers that I am looking for, the top dogs that I am checking for, obviously, is Steph Curry. I want him to drop about nights and threes. I don't know about you guys, but I love when Steph is throwing those threes up and he is on fire because it's like he's unstoppable. He, it's not going to miss, okay? Just hit nine threes the other night, okay? Just an amazing, greatest shooter of all time. Okay, let's let's stop talking about, about Steph. We're going to be talking about him a little more, though. Um, Draymond Green, capable of getting a triple-double. He's going to stuff the stat sheet up. You're going to see like eight, nine points, eight nine, 10 rebounds, maybe 11, 12 assists. He is going to play great defense as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Hopefully he can go. And then obviously, Katie. I mean, come on now, Katie. And then you got James Harden, who is going to give you a triple-double possibly this game. And then Andrew Wiggins is going to chip in with 17 points. And he's actually shooting a good percentage this year from the field, very shocking. Nonetheless, let's talk about some other important factors and things that I'll be looking for. Obviously, I'm expecting Curry to drop, what, 30, maybe even more. I'm expecting this to be one of those games where it's going to go back and forth, okay? Um, some key roles, Jordan Poole, he's averaging 17.5 points. Now, consider this, Clay 
is going to probably be the starter. Obviously, once he gets back into a position where he's um, ready to start, and not on a minutes restriction or anything like that, you have potentially Jordan Poole coming off of your bench, averaging like 17 points. I know that's going to, to go down a bit, but that's a great problem to have, okay? It's a damn good problem to have, okay? I cannot wait to see this game. And then some other key players, uh, Joe Harris, he's shooting 46% from threes, which is really good. They're going to need him to play well and hit those threes. Okay, so Joe Harris, make sure the Joe Harris uh, this season show up, not the one from this past postseason, okay? <laughs> Bruce Brown has been playing much better as of late, so he is a player to also check for. Let's see if he can be that third guy that's going to chip in with points because outside of Harden and KD, the big question is where – is the scoring going to come from? LaMarcus Aldridge and um, Blake Griffin are way past their prime. They're going to help, but in order for BK to win this game, KD going to have to drop about 50 points and Harden going to have to drop about 52, okay? And I don't mean 52, I mean 52. So if they have a going to have a chance to win this game, they are going to have to um, – Get some help from the role players. Joe Harris is going to have to play much better, score more points. Bruce Brown is going to have one of those fantasy nights where he's giving you 30 fantasy points, and that's because he has like 15, 16 points, and he's getting rebounds. So I expect the Warriors to win this game, but I'm hoping this is not one of those blowouts where Steph come out there and, 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 and hit about 13 threes and um, BK has an off night because – the Warriors on a another level right now, okay? They they just they just doing the damn thing. Now, some key players that are MIA due to injuries um, and other other reasons. You got Kyrie Irving. I think this game would be much more competitive if you had Kyrie available. You know, he is not going to be playing. Um, I'm not even sure he's ever going to play for BK again. Hopefully they can figure this situation out because I do not see BK winning a championship with the current roster because I feel like you're going to burn out KD and, and Harden again. Like this past uh, postseason, KD looked like he was just tired. He was exhausted. They couldn't rely on their bench. I mean, you got Pat Mills, but it's still not Kyrie. So, they're going to have to figure something out because they need that production, in my opinion, because I don't see them winning without adding another key player. Because if they meet the Warriors in the finals, that's if they even get there, it's going to be hard as hell. And BK fans will be disappointed because they will not win. I don't care if they got the best player on the planet, right? Because a lot of people think KD is still the best player in the NBA. There's some other players out there that, you know, you may want to consider as well. But nonetheless, you also have Clay Thompson who is out. Hopefully he'll be able to return soon. Nicholas Claxton is out and James Wiseman is out, but he is close. Steph Curry averaging 28.4 points per game and he's shooting 40% from threes, which you already knew that he was going to shoot at a high rate in 
make it look easy. And then you got KD, who's obviously doing what he normally does. He's averaging 29.4 points, 8.4 rebounds. KD is going to have to score more points in this game. This is, again, one of those nights where he's going to have to be close to 50 points because I just feel like um, the Warriors just have too much firepower for them. And then you got Harden doing Harden-like things. Obviously, for fantasy purposes, I said do not panic and hold on to Harding. He's actually starting to, to play much better as he adjusts to the new <laughs> rules and just get into uh, the best basketball shape he can in order to compete this, compete this season. He's averaging 19.8 points, 7.8 rebounds, and nine assists. They're going to need Harden to have one of those nights where he has about 40 points, um, <laughs> 15 rebounds. 16 17 assists is it impossible no it is not impossible and it's possible for um harden to to perform at that level so if you held on to harden kudos to you because he is starting to pick it up and you knew he was going to pick it up draymond green is obviously going to have a triple double this game okay he's going to have a triple double this game he's averaging 7.9 points 8.3 rebounds and 7.2 assists which is really good okay that is great and again he's going to have a triple double this game so expect it and then andrew wiggins is going to chip in with his 17 points but the only thing is he's going to shoot at least 45 percent from the field you know with wiggins you just have those nights where his um Field goal percentage used to be just like, ooh, I don't want him in my starting lineup. But if you have Wiggins in fantasy basketball this season, his uh, field goal percentage is, is, to me, really good this year. So that is very good. Now, the Warriors are averaging um, 116.2 points per game, and that is at the top of the NBA. They actually lead the NBA in steals with 10.8 per game and they're leading the NBA because they are unselfish and they are averaging 29 assists per game, which is really good. Um, BK leads the league in three-point percentage with, at 39%, which is really good. So Joe Harris is going to be doing Joe Harris type things and um, hit threes because that's what he's paid to do, hit those threes. So like I said, Joe, I want regular season Joe to show up. I don't want postseason Joe. Nah, again, Joe, I'm just playing with you. You know how we do. No, let's stop, y'all. Now, let's talk a little bit about defense. Um, BK opponents are averaging 104 points per game, which is really bad considering the Warriors are scoring 116 points a game. So can BK kind of slow them down? I don't think so. It's just, you know, you're not going to slow them down, but hopefully they are able to stay with them, okay? That's what they need to do and um their opponents are shooting 42 percent from the field which is really good for bk and um 31 from threes okay now warriors opponents are averaging 101.5 points per game and shooting uh 42 as well and 31.3 percent from three so bk has a chance to compete they just need to find the points because whether the Warriors are at home or on the road, remember they only lost one game this season, which was on the road, but nonetheless, 
they are a really good team and they're going to score the ball. So you just got to keep up with them and have the ball in KD's hands when the game is on the line and let him do what he does. All right, y'all. So another game I'll be checking for, I'll be kind of sliding back and forth and just doing what I need to do to make sure that I am tuned in with another great game that I feel is going to be a really good game. Boston Celtics at the Atlanta Hawks. Both of these teams, in my opinion, have disappointed thus far this season and they need to get it together because they're looking real bad considering they have all of that talent. There is no reason for these two teams to have these uh, records. We got the Hawks. <laughs> they're not even they mm, the Hawks are doing really bad I'll say they are four and nine obviously they're not even a 500 team and then the Celtics are six and six so they are slightly playing a bit better I understand with Brown being out because I feel like Brown is is one of those players but nonetheless it's not going to cut it they're going to have to really start playing more team ball and get better chemistry and start winning some games because with all that talent, it's just a head scratcher. But when you watch the games, you can see why. But this is going to be a good game because you want to see players like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Collins, and Capella play. You want to see these guys out there. More specifically, I'm looking forward to seeing Trey and, and Jason Tatum, and hopefully Jalen Brown can play. And now if Brown can play, I feel like Boston will win this game. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that Brown can play because Brown is one of my favorite two-way players. And I believe in his talent. And Boston, they need to start believing in his talent. And he better not be on the trading block, y'all. Nonetheless, some players who should have key roles in this game, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, free Cam. I mean, I... I need Cam Reddish to be traded to a team so he's able to grow, cultivate and grow his talent and start playing more games. I want to see Cam traded to a team that he's going to have more opportunity to play. They have too many players that play the same damn position. It is ridiculous. They done drafted themselves and signed themselves into a 4-9 team, okay? Nonetheless, who else do I want to see in this game? Um, Marcus Smart is going to be good defensive wise so you got cam and and smart we're going to play great defense you may see more of cam this game on um tatum and if brown can go maybe on brown as well so marcus smart is going to have the task of guarding trey young so let's see how that goes looking forward to seeing that that matchup within the game and then Schroeder is another guy to check for. Robert Williams is really good. I talked about him before the season start as a player who should have a breakout season and a really good sleeper at the center spot. He is averaging 10.7 points and 8.9 rebounds. And also Al Horford is in the mix if he's going to be available. Let's talk about some scoring. Tatum obviously is doing Tatum type things, um, averaging 23.8 points and 8.8 rebounds. Jalen Brown, hopefully again, he can go. He's averaging 25.6 points, six rebounds and 2.5 assists. And he's going to play great defense. If he can go when smart, isn't guarding, um, Trey young, expect to see Brown on young as well. So they got some great options in guarding 
Young. So Trey Young is averaging 24.5 points and 9.2 assists, and he's shooting 35% from threes. We'll love to see that uh, go up a bit. Like, you shooting from half court like Steph, I need you to be doing 40% like Steph. So hopefully he can increase that percentage. Maybe that'll help a bit with some of those wins because, again, right now they're not even a playoff team. John Collins signed his contract. I'm a big fan of him. Woo, y'all remember that dunk? That was a dunk. That was a dunk of all dunks. I want one of them T-shirts, too. Oh, I'm going to have to get me one of those uh, T-shirts. <laughs> with him dunking um he's averaging 16.3 points and 8.5 rebounds i would love to see him more involved in the game because john collins can average 20 points and he should push those rebounds up to 10 i need a double double from john collins i need him to average a double double for the season so as you can see these guys are your your top fantasy performers so clint capella is another one of those players you should be checking for he averages a double double 10.2 points 11.2 rebounds and he's going to get you at least a block per game he's going to be efficient from the field so if you have any of these guys these should be the top performers and then you have your wild cards with some of those uh guys in the key roles somebody's going to have to step up for um, these teams, and it may be someone like Schroeder who will step up, especially if Jalen Brown isn't available to play. So now Celtic opponents are averaging 108.6 points, which is it's extremely high, and they are shooting 44% from the field. Now, when you talked about BK, that was and that was much lower, and also with the Warriors, uh, opponents' field goal percentage was much lower. So this is showing you why um boston is a six and six team and their opponents are shooting um 32.7 percent from threes so the celtics are leading the league with uh 6.6 .6 blocks per game doesn't feel like it's reflected when um your opponents are averaging 108.6 points per game but nonetheless maybe that helps some, some a bit um and the hawks opponents are averaging 110.9 points shooting 46.2 percent from the field and 34. 8% from threes, and this is why they are a 4-19. and 19. They're not playing much defense out there. That is just bad, and that is why they're losing games. They need to get it together. Otherwise, they're going to be out of the postseason this year, and it's still early on in the season, but nonetheless, the way they are playing, they're not playing good basketball. So if they continue to play like this, then um, they'll be – sitting at home with us when we are watching everyone else in, in the postseason. And again, this is partly, in my opinion, because of poor drafting. Yes, you've drafted some really good players, but we keep drafting players at the same position, okay? And you are signing players at the same damn position. You got Cam Reddish, you got Hunter, you got Bogdan Bog. Bogdan Bog, Bogdanovich, you got um, Kevin Herter, some other guy. He's a key player as well. Cam Reddish, they drafted Johnson. You have like six guys that play the same position. It's just too much. Like, it's just way too much. So this is, in my opinion, partly why they have – move backwards maybe they'll pull it off and get it together i don't know i don't expect it but anything can happen in basketball especially fantasy basketball that's why we're watching this game because it's going to be a, a, a fun game to watch and that's why i picked this game because both teams are struggling um 
star power when you got Trey Young, Brown, and Tatum. So this should be a, a good game to watch. I'm expecting these these teams to score a lot of points. since a lot of defense going on, y'all. And a lot of defense going on. All right, y'all, let's jump into Wednesday, November 17, 2021. We have the Chicago Bulls, my favorite team, my beloved Chicago Bulls at the Portland Trailblazers playing against one of my favorite guards, Dame, 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 Dame. Okay, so let's talk about records. The Bulls are eight and four and the Trailblazers are six and seven. The Trailblazers, in my opinion, need to let it go. The backcourt that they have right now, it's just not going to, to win games. My boy Dame, again, one of my favorites, he is struggling, but I expect him to, to get it together, y'all. Dame gonna get it, right? He, he, gonna, he gonna get it together. I got my fingers crossed, and if he need me to get out there and shoot some threes for him, I got you, Dame. And I could drop some bars for you, too, so, you know, we here. Nah, I'm just playing, y'all, but nonetheless, let's talk about some key performers, the top performers in this game, Zach Levine playing really good this season. No, he's playing great this season. Um, DeMar DeRozan, when we signed him, when we did the sign and trade for DeMar DeRozan, I wasn't expecting what he's doing. Like, I expected him to play well, but DeMar DeRozan is not playing any games, and I am so grateful to have him on my side with the Chicago Bulls, y'all, and my boy Lonzo Ball averaging 12 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 4.4 assists, and he's shooting 42% from threes, so that is important. He has improved, and no, he's not averaging uh, 14 points like he did last season, but they have more mouths to feed, and he's doing the damn thing. And then we got Nikola Vujicic. He's averaging 13.6 points, 10.9 rebounds. So he's giving us a double-double. And obviously, Dame is another player to check for. CJ McCollum and Norman Powell is averaging 17.5 points and shooting over 45% from threes. And then we got Nurchik. He is... Doing what he normally does when he is healthy, averaging a double-double, 11.5 points, 11.3 rebounds. Very good. Now, some key role players to check for. You got Robert Covington, you got Anthony Simmons, and you got Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is a very important player to the Bulls because sometimes they do utilize the lineup of Caruso, Ball, DeRozan, you know, they utilize all three of those guys sometimes at the same time. Some players who are MIA due to injuries and other uh, matters. Patrick Williams, you know, wasn't our starting lineup. We drafted him last season. He's out with a hand injury for the season, so we've had to make some adjustments. But nonetheless, we still have a really good team that is competing at the highest level, y'all. I'm over here doing a cabbage patch, hey, eh? because I'm so excited about the Bulls this season. Good, good, no. Great team considering what we have done the last few seasons. So if you are a Bulls fan, come on and clap. If you are a Bulls fan, get a little clap on and just be happy that we have a really good team. Okay. We've been struggling for years and we've been wanting guard packs to get the boot. They got the boot and we are winning. Hey. All right, y'all. Let me stop uh gloating and bragging on my team. Yeah, we win it, y'all. And I expect us to win this game, okay? We got our butts whipped the other night by the Warriors. And so 
we still got some things to iron out. But nonetheless, really good team. Zach Levine is averaging 25.7 points and five, averaging 5.5 rebounds. Uh, DeRozan, again, I did not expect what he is doing. I expected him to be good, but he has been great, okay? Averaging 25.3 points and 5.5 rebounds. Dame, my boy Dame, numbers are down, I'll tell you. He's averaging 20 points and 8 assists, but his field goal percentage is really not that good. He's going to have to get that up. He's shooting 38% from the field, and he's only shooting 26.8 from threes. I expect these numbers to improve with Dame. Hmm, I wonder if a Ben Simmons-Dame trade is on the table. And, of course, people will say, well, Ben is not on Dame's level. Well, Ben is a two-way player, and he's not the two-way player that's going to average 25 points, but he's a two-way player because he's one of the best defenders in the league, and he's still going to get you 14, 15 points per game and get you eight, nine assists. I just think this could be a good trade for both parties because, again, that backcourt in Portland is an undersized backcourt, and how many undersized backcourts have you witnessed win championships over the last several years has it ever happened you know I, I don't think it has so they have a lot of pride both both of these teams have a lot of pride let's make this trade work 76ers and trailblazers okay let's bring dang to the east okay and let's get ben back out there on the court i want to see ben back out there y'all and then they also got cj mccullum 20 points per game 4.5 rebounds and he's shooting 42 percent from the field which is to me not really good as a shooting guard who you specialize in scoring and shooting. If your main job is to shoot, I expect you to be on the higher end of 40%. I expect him to be at 45% and above. 42% is not good. It's, it's inefficient in my book. If I had to make a trade, if I was um, Philly, I would want Dane. I wouldn't want McCullum because I don't feel like that's going to push their team to the next level. But I do feel like Simmons and McCollum work together because now you have this point guard who is a pass first point guard and it just works better. And then you now you have a, a more traditional backcourt with the what Ben Simmons like what six eight, six nine, he tall as hell. And then you got McCollum. He's like what six two, six three. So that works better. And then Dame is with him B in the East and he's gonna improve so let's see if we can make that happen let me holler at the 76ers in in in, in the trailblazer i need to be in there in their front office as as the gm wave a wire queen gm of the year because i'm making great trades to position my team to be better right that's what we do in fantasy basketball don't don't we wish we were the gms we be telling these uh teams what to do and we probably need to be uh the fans like we've been doing but nonetheless um some other key things to to be checking for in this game or to know is the bulls are leading um the league in free throw percentage at 85.6 percent. so this is going to come down to one of those games where it's all about making your free throws they're leading the league and that may be the key to the game a lot of games are close okay i do not expect this to be a blowout so bulls opponents are averaging 103.8 points and shooting 44.8 percent from the field i would love to see that at 40. i feel like the patrick williams injury 
kind of hurt the team because you lose some of your depth and then you you uh lose out on a young wing that if nothing else is going to play great defense and rebound the ball so you lost a really good defender but we still have um lonzo as well and their opponents are shooting 36.2 percent from three so so now on the other hand the trailblazers opponents are averaging over 107 0.8 points per game so um that means the trailblazers defense is not good at all in my opinion 46 percent is ridiculous when you look at uh teams mentioned previously where uh, opponents are um averaging what 100 points per game and shooting like 40 41 percent that's where you want to be in hell if you've got a, a your opponents shooting in the 30s then you got the great defense okay that's hard to do in today's nba but if you do have that team that is a defensive minded team it's not impossible okay and then their um opponents are shooting over 37 percent from threes which is just ridiculous with Dame struggling, I'm looking to see what Lonzo Ball does on the defensive side because he is definitely a defensive-minded guard, and he is tall as hell. He's He's got about three, four inches on Dame, so that should affect um, Dame's shot. So in this game, I don't expect Dame to shoot at a, a high percentage, but I do expect him to, to show out for Waver Wire Queen, if nothing else. And Levine, I will say, Levine has transformed his game. His game is so complete. He's a complete player now. He used to be that dunker who can score occasionally, do other things. Now he's just a complete player on the offensive side. He's shooting a good percentage from the field, a solid percentage from threes, averaging 25.7 points. What more can you ask for in your superstar, your best player? And when you look at what he's doing out there, you're like, this guy has gotten in the gym and he has put in the work to be a complete offensive player. And he is improved on the defensive side. So if nothing else with Ben Simmons, if he can just get in there and just work on a mid-range game. Ben Simmons would be a scary two-way player because the defense is there. He could have been the defensive player of the year last year. But again, I'm, I'm mentioning him to show you that. Look what Zach Levine um, was able to do with hard work. And this is not to say that Ben isn't a hard worker. It's just he's not shooting that ball and hasn't prioritized improving his uh, mid-range game, which he is capable of doing so he's still young and the talent is there you just gotta work on some things you identify stuff that you need to improve on we all do that and you work to improve it and that's just what ben gotta do maybe he'll be more willing to do that once he is out of philly and i don't blame him he was thrown so far under the bus i don't even see him under the damn bus okay that's how far under the bus he was thrown and then now you want to backtrack and force him. Well, if in so many words, you can come out your mouth and say, well, I don't think he's the point guard for this team. I don't think he's a point guard for a playoff type team. Then you're pretty much saying that he's not our guy anymore. You can't go and say, you're not my guy. And then want to say, hey, you're my guy. It's, look, once you put that doubt, especially with someone who was struggling from the field and already doubting his, his game, you lose a player. And they've already lost him in, in one aspect. And they're going to lose him in another because at some point they're going to have to trade him. But I'm, I'm rambling about Ben Simmons. But I'm, I was saying all of that to, to show you that 
with what Levine did, if Simmons can get in there and just work on that mid-range game, he will be a consistent 19, 20-point scorer. And then when you add in eight, nine rebounds, eight, nine, possibly even 10 assists, steals, and blocks, you have a dangerous player, okay? I tell you that he's one of the players I always target in my uh, fantasy drafts, but obviously I couldn't do that this season. But nonetheless, my Bulls going to win this game, y'all. Well, what y'all think? Y'all think the Bulls going to win? I know the Bulls going to win. Make sure you subscribe to the to the channel to find out my reaction of this game because I'm going to do a post-game reaction of the Bulls at the Portland Trailblazers. So let's talk about what I'm doing on Saturday. I'm sitting back watching LaMelo Ball ball out and beat the Hawks because that's what's going to happen. I'm expecting the Hornets to beat the Hawks. They have been the better team, the more consistent team. So the Hornets are 7-7, seven and seven, a 500 team, and the Hawks are obviously below 500 at 4-9. Hopefully they will figure it out by the time, uh, you know, the postseason hits. Hopefully they can move forward. So some top performers to be checking for. And this, these are the, the key players in um, fantasy basketball as well because these are the, the, the top dogs. Obviously, LaMelo Ball, um, Scary Terry, Miles Bridges, who has just turned into a beast. I mean, he done went from someone who wasn't doing much to someone who's doing a whole lot, and they rely on him. And, hey, hard work pays off is what I will say. Gordon Haywood, obviously Trey. Trey Young is in the building. I expect him to play very good. John Collins and Clint Capella. Now, some key uh, key roles. Kelly Oubre. Averaging 14 points off the bench for uh, the Hornets. That was a very good acquisition this uh, past offseason. Mason Plumlee, another good acquisition for them. He's averaging 6.6 .6 points and 7.8 rebounds for the Hornets. And then my boy, and then my boy Bogdan Bogdanovich, averaging 12 points a game. Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, and Cam Reddish are also players to check for in this game. Free Cam. I say it every time. Free Cam, okay? I think that he is going to be useful in this game to play defense on LaMelo Ball. Again, a lot of times you cannot slow down a superstar who can score the hell out the ball, but you can make it a, a bit more difficult. You don't want to make it easy, okay? Which means he may not have a high... Uh, field goal percentage at the end of the game, and maybe they'll win this game. But, no, I am going to say that um, the Hornets will win this game. Some players that are going to be MIA due to various reasons, P.J. Washington, hopefully he'll be able to return by then. He is a key player off the bench. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about Miles Bridges and what he is able to do. He's a top 10 fantasy basketball player right now. Um, it's still early in the season. Do I feel like he's going to continue to do what he's doing? Apparently, he is the guy. They believe in him. He believes in himself. And he put in the work, and you're seeing it. I don't care if this is a contract year. They always say, oh, players, they play well when it's contract year. Okay, we do have to also take into consideration that Miles Bridges was never the starter, and he was playing inconsistent minutes. Him and Melo just have a connection that you cannot deny, especially when those alley-oops are 
involved and they play very well together so i'm expecting to see some alley-oops some dunks some i'm i'm trying to see it all this game it's gonna be a, an exciting game with trey young jacking the ball up hitting threes and then mellow making some fancy passes to um bridges so let's talk about the scoring in this game mellow's averaging 19.6 points 7.6 rebounds and 7.2 assists which is very very good so you know that there's potential for mellow to have a triple double in this game i did say that he is capable of averaging a triple double and you can see that with his current um season averages uh scary terry is averaging 14.7 points and he's not shooting a great percentage from the field, but nonetheless, he's going to give you those points. Miles Bridges is killing it. He is killing it, shooting a really good percentage from the field, averaging 21.5 points and 7.3 rebounds. He is playing out of his mind. He's having a career year, and he's going to get paid. I don't know how much he's going to get paid, but he's going to get paid. So if the Hornets ain't willing to pay him, somebody's going to pay, and they're going to end up having the match because, again, that connection with Mellow and Bridges is undeniable. And Trey Young is going to do Trey Young type things. He's averaging 24.5 points and 9.2 assists. I'm going to say he's going to have a double double. And hopefully he's able to shoot a much higher rate from threes because he's only shooting 35%. Um, I'm hoping that that percentage can uh, increase a bit for, for the season. And John Collins is going to dunk on somebody. I expect that. Ain't this great? We're going to see Bridges dunk on Collins and then Collins going to dunk on Bridges, right? We go, it's going, it's going down. Somebody going to dunk on somebody in this game. Um, Collins is averaging 16.3 points and 8.5 rebounds, which is really good. He is capable of averaging a double double and at a higher rate, 18, 19, maybe even 20 points per game and 10 rebounds. I, I need to see it happen. And then obviously Clint Compeller is going to shoot at a high percentage. He's averaging 10.2 points, 11.2 rebounds, and he's going to block somebody's shot. Just not Miles Bridges shot. Cause if you do try to go up there, you're going to get dunked on. So don't even do it. Clint don't, don't just don't even do it. Y'all. <laughs> I want to see somebody get dunked on in this game, though. So key things to know when you are tuning into this game is that the Hornets are averaging 113.8 points per game and at second right behind the Warriors. However, they are giving up 116 points per game. That's why they losing. You're giving up more than you can score. That's just they have to they have to get better at defense because right now their um, defensive averages are really bad. Their opponents are killing it against them and that's also because they are a fast-paced team but nonetheless you cannot average 113.8 points per game and be giving up 160 you're not going to win many games so they're going to have to correct that and your opponents are shooting over 46.7 percent from the field and 35.1 percent from threes that is ridiculous that's not good that's a bad defensive team i'm trying to think of a player i can just think about on that team that is a defensive-minded player and i don't really I don't feel it. I don't see it. I'm looking and I don't see it at all. They're going to have to get that under control. Otherwise, they're going to continue to keep trending downward like they have been doing as of late. And then the Hawks opponents are averaging 110.9 points per game and shooting 46.2% from the field and 34.8% from threes, which means that they don't play good defense, which they haven't done all year, which is why they are a 419 and they need to play better defense and get 
John Collins involved. And again, I feel like they need to make a move because they have too many players who are playing the same position. So somebody's going to sit on the bench. Like you figure a guy like Cam Reddish, he could be playing more minutes because if nothing else, he's going to get out there and play great defense and maybe hit some threes, three and D type guy. But when you got Herder, um, Hunter, Gallinari, um, who else? Bogdanovich, the young rookie Johnson they drafted. They just got too many players that play the same position. And you also got Lou Williams, who I'm guessing is going to play shooting guard. But he don't get a lot of minutes. But that, what I'm trying to say is they got too many players that play the same position. So it's just inconsistent. And I don't know if they thought that just because they went deep into the postseason last year that that's going to be the case this year that it's not because there are some teams that are at full force and that have gotten better and barring any major injuries they're going to be able to beat the Hawks because of two things defense and consistency so the Hawks might have to figure it out all right so let me just go back and just tell y'all who I got winning these games before um before we wrap it up so Golden State Warriors at the Brooklyn Nets. I got the Warriors winning that game. Y'all let me know who you think is going to win that game. What y'all think? Obviously, the Bulls at the Portland Trailblazers. I ain't going against my team. Now, a season or two ago, I still wouldn't go against my team, but we probably lose. But we're going to win this game because we have a good team that's playing winning basketball on most nights. And then we have um, the Hornets at the Hawks. Obviously, I'm going to go with the Hornets in this game. So those are the four games that I will be checking for this week. And I want to see how these players do in fantasy basketball. I expect Steph one game this week, if it's not the BK game, to go off for at least what, <laughs> 45 points. I mean, it's still unbelievable. We had over 80 fantasy points. I'm sorry. I feel sorry for the for the team who had to uh, endure that, but you most likely didn't win. But nonetheless, it happens when you have a player like Steph Curry. All right, so those are the games that I'll be tuning in watching this week. I really want to see what Steph Curry is going to do against BK because I feel like it's going to have a really good game. I feel sorry for uh, any team that had to endure that 84-point performance fantasy wise from Steph Curry. If if you were playing against Steph, most likely your team is struggling because that is hard to overcome. One player scoring 84 points, that's very hard. Sometimes two players will do that for a team and you have one. So um, it happens though when you have one of those top five players on your team or if you're competing against a team with a top five player capable of scoring the points. But nonetheless, I want to see what Mel is going to do this week. I really need to see if Dame can step it up a notch. And then I'm obviously always checking for LaMelo Ball. I want to see a triple-double in this game versus the Hawks. All right, y'all, let me know who you think is going to to win these four games make sure you hit the like button and you are subscribed to the channel i can't stress that enough make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can continue to see great content on fantasy 
basketball and just NBA talk in general and some DFS I'll be throwing in there as well. So if you are playing any DFS for fantasy basketball, then tune in because I'm going to give you some great advice to help you win. All right, y'all. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to The Score for more fun and great advice on how to win at fantasy basketball. And if you've got comments or questions about The Score, send them to waverwirequeen at gmail.com. The Score.